This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Salona McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. Uh, I said it right. You did. Good job. Congratulations. I had to really think you about it. You're ranked now. Yay. It's like when you have a birthday and you're like, I'm 30. Oh, right. Shit, I'm 40. Right. <laughs> True. Or just you just don't remember. I, some, like, how old am I? Somewhere between 35 and whatever. <laughs> I'll give you I'm a sorry. range. I can't I'm relate. Oh, yeah. It's hard. Well, <laughs> once you get there, you, you will be able to relate. Actually, speaking of age, that's kind of where we're going today with our mm. podcast. Look at how we do that. We're kind of oh, good yeah. at that. Yeah, well, wow. Yeah, that was just a we're really good at just segueing right into <laughs> what wow. we're talking about. Look at us. Yeah. We're also really good at congratulating ourselves yes. for things. We're so yeah. good. We're still, look at us. <laughs> so, um, so this, is it this year? Is it this month? What this it, month. This month is the your 20th, 20th year. year of doing Aikido. Um which is that's uh, seems crazy, but obviously um, it's not. I mean, time moves forward. So, uh, which it, I'm relating this to how long I've been doing Aikido, and it's kind of scary. Um, not 20 years, but so maybe let's just uh, t- like start with the start at the beginning. Like how I mean, we've talked about before how you kind of got into Aikido, but um, maybe just like some of the your initial thoughts as you were getting into it and then sort of what you've seen, the changes you've seen. Yeah, so, um, you know, years. when I started doing Aikido, it was kind of at Aikido Zenith probably. I mean, 1998. I would, I would yeah, Imagine a world where it's 1998. Um, so uh, uh, Aikido was really popular. You know, Steven Seagal was still making movies that people wanted to see, and um, uh, MMA wasn't a Thing really like so I think actually I know they had already had the first few UFCs and people knew about it but it was kind of niche thing and no one really knew about it so and it wasn't the way it is now oh no it wasn't the way it is now you know there was much more like you know kung fu versus right. whatever versus like literally know, a kung fu guy yeah, it, yeah trying to a fight a sumo or, or whatever yeah, yeah it, was, it was like that movie Bloodsport if you've seen the movie Bloodsport that's that's anyway um so, you know, um, Aikido had this mystical martial art quality, which I thought was really cool. I had heard about Aikido. The first time I had ever heard about Aikido um, was a long time before I had uh, went to see this, like, guru-y guy. I don't even know what you call this guy. He was actually a pretty cool guy, but he was uh, he had been a Catholic priest, and then he had left the, the Catholic priest because he wanted to explore some different kinds of spirituality. Anyway, so when I was younger... Um, I talked to him, uh, and he had told me about Aikido people were these guys who could be blindfolded and people would attack them and, and, uh, they could get out of the way and I don't know, all this mystical stuff. And so I, I knew Aikido was being this mystical martial art. Um, and so, you know, at that point there wasn't YouTube or anything. It seems hard to, to believe this now, but like, so I had never seen Yoshiba do anything. I had never seen, you know, I, I really hadn't seen anyone do Aikido, only heard stories of what people doing Aikido look like. So it was yeah. all kind of mystical hearsay. Yeah. And you hadn't even seen pictures or anything? Well, like I saw books like and... Steven Seagal doing it. And, uh, and and before I did Aikido, I read Aikido in the Namek Sphere. So I'd read about Aikido. But, you know, it's different than now because now you can see 
not just an idealized Oh, yeah, you can see 7,000 versions of... Right, yeah. crappy Aikido, good Aikido, in between Aikido. So, <laughs> so you know, I really didn't know exactly what I was going into, and then I went into the dojo, and I really planned to just watch class, and um, the guy who was teaching was like, oh, you should get on the mat, because you can't really understand unless you get on the mat. So I got on the mat, and I really liked it. It was super cool, you know? It was, it was a fun thing to do, and... A lot of awesome stuff. And, and you had done a little bit of martial arts, or some martial arts before that. Yeah, I had already done uh, some Wing Chun Kung Fu by that point. I had already done a bunch of ninjutsu at that point. Um, I had read a lot about different martial arts. Um, How old were you? Oh, uh, 21, probably. 20, 21, something like that. See, 21. I was yeah, 21. Yeah. yeah, I can do the math because <laughs> I know how old I am now. And you were 20 years ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was 21. Um yeah, and so uh, and it was really cool. I thought it was neat. And uh, so Aikido was a martial art that people wanted to do. I remember we had a lot of um, – it was it was different than than Aikido dojos look to me now. So when I look at Aikido dojos now, I mostly see a picture of, like, older, white, chubby guys. That's mostly what I see in the pictures, you know. And um, at that time, there were a lot of people doing Aikido, like, and a lot of young, fit people and – uh, I remember there was this guy who would do morning weapons, and he would go do boxing in the morning, and then he would come over and do weapons with us right after boxing, and he was always talking about Aikido versus boxing and what he thought about that, you know, so all the arguments and discussions that were going we're still on Aikido right. now were yeah. happening then, too. People were just, people had a little more faith in Aikido and didn't know better in lots of ways, you know, so, yeah. um, so discussions were a little more, you know, like, oh, well, Aikido would probably do this sweet move, and, you know, no one knew, you know, uh-huh. um. But anyway, so so that was Aikido then. And then, you know, I did Aikido really seriously till 2001 or whatever. And then went and did MMA and different stuff. How long did it take? So how long did it take to get your black belt? And how long before you you knew, like, this is it. This is what I'm, I'm going to get my black, you know. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I knew... Well, I thought I knew. I wanted to get my black belt right away. I mean, everyone thinks they're going to get their black belt right away. But I got really serious really quick. So by so I started in October. By January the next year, I was a live-in student. Wow, um, so three months in, you were like, all right, I'm moving in. Yeah. Uh, so I was a live-in student. I was Uchideshi. Uh, and then I did that until I got my son cue, my third cue. Um, so like six months in, I had my third cue. Um, and then uh, a couple months later, my band went on tour. And so, uh, Josh was in that so one I too. Had a hiatus there, um, uh, like that's a different story. Six months or so, a little more than six months, and then I came back from tour and was in horrible shape, and decided I want to do Aikido again, and then did Aikido and became Uchideshi again for another year, uh, and then I had my black took my black belt test in two thousand one, so uh, so ninety eight to two thousand one, three uh, years ish. Yeah, yeah, and I took my black belt right after my birthday. Like I think like a day after my birthday, I took my black belt test. Whoa. So, uh, and talk a like talk a little bit like what the the classes and things were like because you know I've seen pictures and stuff and and it seems like you know there were uh, a lot of classes a lot of people at all the classes it seemed like very like lively kind from what of, you say and like we yeah. have a li- I feel like we have a lively school um, but it's definitely on the smaller side. And I feel like the pictures and things that I see from, you know, when you were doing that, it was like a lot of people, a lot of excitement. So I I feel like our dojo right now is finally getting to that point again where we're starting to have more diversity. Um, uh, We could use a few more women right now, and that's kind of come up and down. But, um, you know, we've got some young people, we've got some old people, we've got some middle-of-life people. So uh, the dojo is getting good diversity right now. 
Um, but yeah, when I started, it was actually mostly young people, I would say. By young people, I mean people probably from 17 to 26, 27. I would say that was a lot of the people um, training, or at least the people I was paying attention to. It's hard to look back now right, because right, you know, right. there's people you focused on, right. and so those are people I was focusing on. Um, and then not that many old people. And, you know, Aikido really wasn't that old at that point. I mean, so it was, you know, I guess 40 years old overall, but, like, since it had been popular, maybe, you know, 20 years, 30 years Ish, at right. that point, you know. Um, so Especially uh, in America, right? Yeah. I mean, like, being a thing that people wanted to do in the United States, it probably wasn't even that old, right? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, so I don't know when the Hawaii Dojo started. I think that's the first dojo in the United States. I think that started in the late 40s, early 50s. I, no, I could be wrong. That could be the 60s, actually. I don't know. I'm no, Don't listen to me on that. But um, So, yeah, not that long, you yeah. know? What were the contributing factors when you joined and then when you decided, I'm really serious about this? Just, you know, because talking about there being lots of young people, I feel like that, had I joined at that time, that would energize me and make me want to do it even more, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, when I started Aikido, I knew I wanted to do martial arts already. Like, right. I just, I was like, I like this, I want to do this. Um, and then it didn't take very long, a couple minutes in, for it was like, yeah, I would like to, I would like to do this as a profession, you know, like I right. already had that in my head. Um, so that didn't take very long. Um, I still kind of thought even all the way through my third queue, six months into Aikido, into Aikido, um, I, uh, I really still thought maybe I was going to do ninjutsu because that seemed, you know, like I like the mystical stuff. I was like, oh, you know, I want to learn to, you know, chi blast somebody or something. I don't know what Disappear. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so ninjutsu was Smoke really bomb. like still cool, but, but then the more I did Aikido, the more I was like, I really like Aikido, you know, like Aikido is really awesome. Um, it's got a lot of good things to it. Um, and then I did that through to the black belt level. And then after I got my black belt, I wanted to know how that stuff that I thought was cool worked in relation to everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then that's what what shifted me away from Aikido for a minute. But. Do you think um, the fact that you, you started Aikido at a pretty, you know, young, impressionable, I mean, you know, early 20s, like trying to find something to do with your life time, do you feel like that affected at all? Like had you started any other martial art, do you feel like that would have been the same like, you think you'd be, if you started karate, you'd be a, a karate master right now. Or, you know what I mean? The karate master. karate master. I just wanted to say karate master. Well, I, um, like, <laughs> if you had started, you know, um, kung fu at the, like at that time, would you have, you know, been well, a so teacher of kung fu? A, here's like, a question. What was there at the time? I mean, because was kung fu, karate even like, you know, because there available? Was, I feel like yeah. there was, there, there have definitely been times where it was like the karate was the thing, you know, right, or right, like. Right. You know, Bruce Lee was around, uh, and it, it see it feels to me anyway that like when Aikido was the thing, that's what there was. Right. Um, yeah. So you know, I know what was in Fresno because I went and checked out most of the places. Um, so there was uh, uh, Kendo, there was Karate, there was Kung Fu, various different variations, mostly Choi Lei Foot, like long style Kung Fu. Um, there was uh, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu school that came just after I'd started Aikido. Um, there were some mixed martial arts guys that just after I'd started Aikido. Um, there was a boxing gym. Um, and there were several Taekwondo yeah. places. Yeah, anyways, there was a lot of stuff. Um, but, like, you know, I think, I think whatever martial art I'd gotten into, had I found a good teacher, I would have stuck through that martial art because that was the time in my life where I really wanted that. Right, yeah. But Aikido was ended up being such a good fit for me. Like, 
Aikido, like, I went away from Aikido for, you know, a couple years there and was drawn back to Aikido because of what Aikido is. Uh-huh. And so, like, that part of it and me, I think, just fit really well. Um, but I, I probably would have stuck really hard to any martial art because I enjoyed the discipline of it, making myself go to class, go through all the things. Like, I really enjoyed that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was what you needed at the it's time. It's what I needed at the yeah. time, yeah. Were there any of those other schools that could have offered you what I – I mean, was there any, you know, of those other schools doing live-in classes? I mean, could you have gotten the experience – that you did in any other martial art no, at the time. No, I don't think time. there was anything offering living stuff. You know, so I, I went to ringside for a little while. I boxed at the gym here for a little bit. Um, I went to the MMA schools and Brazilian. So they all had cool stuff. They had cool stuff, but like Aikido, yeah, had a living program. It was really like this idea of like, you know, getting into the culture. Immersion, of yeah, immersion, yeah, immersion, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so that was really a big thing for me. So you did uh, black belt. Okay, uh, so how long between you get your black belt and, and you're doing maybe teaching some classes uh, at the school, which later becomes your school, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> but Foreshadowing. When, right, for, foreshadowing there. <laughs> but between that and when you actually like sort of have your own school starting your own thing, starting as a, as a teacher. So, I mean, I started teaching in Aikido Fresno pretty early on. It wasn't long. Actually, I think I taught my first class before I was even a third cute because I remember getting to wear a Hakuman thing, and that was super awesome. Um, so, uh, so before I got my – oh, no, we didn't wear Hakuman third cute. Maybe I had been a third cute already. I was just a third cute. But um, I taught, like, you know, it was like a Friday class or something, and I loved it. I just remember being super into it. And then um, just before I got my black belt, uh, my teacher took off for like two weeks or something. And so I was one of the guys who was kind of in charge of the dojo at the time. And so I taught a lot of classes then, and I loved it. You know, it was just like. Yeah. You got your taste in that two-week period. Oh, it was never 100%. the same. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I, when I was done with class, I didn't want class to be done. You know, I couldn't wait yeah. for the next class that I was going to teach. So, like, I just, I loved it. I loved the interaction. I loved working with the material. I loved being put on the spot, you know, because, like, teaching really puts you on the spot of, like, it's, it's a good test. Guy's problem. Yeah. yeah. So I really liked all that a lot. Um, and so then that led to, you know, uh, after I got my black belt and I got in a fight, and several different things have happened, but like realizing like, oh, I don't know, you know, I understand Aikido, but I don't understand Aikido as it relates to the world at large. And so I had to understand that stuff. Um, and then when I got my first taste of what that was, you know, like, oh, how does Aikido relate to the rest of the world? Then it was like, okay, I need to start teaching it again and working in what that other stuff is with Aikido and figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so from you know i started in 98 by 2004 i was already back to fresno 2004 2005 i was already back to fresno and i had had a uh, i was teaching in the park um and i was teaching for very little money and at first i just i was working at a pizza place i was teaching all the guys at the pizza place i kill you know so i had (laughs) to make money to live so i would do that and then i would go to the park with the pizza place guys and i'd be like give me 20 bucks or whatever it was and i'll teach you aikido you know um so i was teaching him like kickboxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Aikido is what I was teaching him in the park. Um, and that was real fun. And then that led to um, me and, and Michael Barron starting a little school here that was called Central Valley Aikido um, that was going on side-by-side uh, side with Aikido Fresno, not, a, not associated, but at the same time. Um, and then we were teaching in the park, and we did that for about a year and a half or so um, and, and really had one student who was there all the time and then little little spurts of other students, you know. Um, and then from that, I was like, oh, I need to get a house so we can have a garage. So I got a house so we could get a garage. 
uh, and then we taught in the garage for five years um, with you know no more than six students ever right. four students most of the time um, and then sure why not take on a full Aikido school right. so so when Aikido president came out and so well, the 2011 right the opportunity what made so obviously you wanted to have the your own school but I mean was there any hesitation for you when the opportunity came to to take on this school that had already been established and already had its own set of students and already had like its own sort of driving force was there any hesitation for you in like taking that over and being zero yeah no I mean I wanted to you know yeah so you got your black belt in 2001 right mm -hmm. so then 2011 you got the do so 10 years later you went from getting your black belt you know only having done Aikido for three-ish years, you said? Yeah. Um, and then to having your own school. Like, yeah. that's a pretty big jump <laughs> yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to me, like, my training for a really long time was was the teaching. Right. You know, so, like, teaching gave me an avenue to explore all the material I wanted to explore. And so, uh -huh. especially, like, when we were in the garage and stuff, um, that was, I was participating in every single class as much as anyone, you right. know, like I was finding yeah. ways to, to, to do as much as I possibly could. Um, yeah, it feels like, uh, you know, so I started training in, in the garage and um, it seemed like that whole period of time, I mean, so obviously you were the head instructor and, and you know, that was it, but it did feel like it was an exploration, like that we were all kind of figuring out the stuff at the same time. And, and obviously you had a knowledge base that was uh, larger than uh, the rest of us. Um, and there were things that you were, you know, giving us and teaching us because we, we had tests and we're moving up rank. But there was a lot of stuff that just felt like wide open, you know, yeah. and that we were all kind of exploring it and pushing it together, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, so what I felt like, you know, at that point was I had understood, I understood traditional Aikido as it was being practiced, but I wanted more, you know, and so like that's what the exploration was. It's like, what is this idea of Aikido, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's what we were all pushing together. And so what I was teaching you was like what I had learned, which was essentially yeah. Uwama style Aikido and, and Aikikai style Aikido. Um, and then and then pushing that into the new thing, which, you know, is like now, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get more comfortable in saying like, well, we all, we completely do our own thing at this point, right. you know, like mm -hmm. it's not what Aikido like anymore. It is very interesting to see as a student, you know, um, the sort of evolution that has come sort of uh, all the way around so you know I do remember like at the very beginning teaching things that I now can see that you you know you took from your teaching you know like you took it from your teachers and you were passing it along that way um, and now it really feels like what you're showing people um, completely that it's your completely own. your own it's completely something that has been taken apart and reassembled um, and there are still ideas and core fundamental little things and maybe even some uh, exercises sometimes. But for the most part, it's all new new stuff. And it's really awesome to see having been through both, you right, know. Right, right, right. Um, it's really cool. It's funny. I think, you know, like a lot of the students now. So, uh, you know, my goal with Aikido is, you know, I, I never wanted to change Aikido. And I still don't feel like I have changed Aikido at all. I just wanted to understand it, and so to me, the work that I had put in was all organization and reorganization of what Aikido is and means and does, and I always wanted to have clear, concise ideas of what each thing is, so if you ask me, what is this thing, I can tell you what that is and what our goal in doing that thing right. is and, and 
how to achieve that thing where I felt like when I was doing Aikido, that was all like secondary uncertain or something right. you know mm. um and it's like here do a technique right 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 you know well, um, and then at the end you're left on your own devices to be like what what did i what what did i learn and and why you know right and there's something cool about that i guess if you know you're a certain type of person um but yeah i think the way that you're instructing now is just really super clear and very step by step by step um and it's nice because then as a teacher, I can come along afterwards and, and pass it along and also be very comfortable in knowing that the exact same stuff is getting pushed pushed through, right, you know. Right. And, yeah, and, and even as a student, like a higher-ranking student now, like I can explain things that the newer students ask me, you know. And if there right. isn't – is there if there's a question that they have that I'm not able to answer yet – I can say, like, you know, hey, Sensei, can you come over here? And I know that you can answer that question. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that you had, there's an answer for that. You know, right. I just don't know it yet. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Now I know. <laughs> it's really interesting to watch classes a lot of times because um, you see a lot of that, which is like student, the students helping students. And it's interesting to see, like, the way that they're able to explain things. And for most of the time, it's pretty spot on, you know? I mean, maybe it's not as in depth as whatever but most of the time it's yep, like yep good. Yeah. you, you understand good what's going on pushing the fundamentals so uh, during your kind of whole journey um were there any moments like a uh, big aha moments that you can kind of look at and go oh, i remember that exact moment you know like that you can cite either for yourself you know in your own kind of self-discovery whatever that was for um or your aikido discovery that you were like this is was a big moment for me yeah i mean yeah a lot and, and in different areas too you know so um i remember realizing um how much of my own bullshit i was putting out there you know <laughs> like i remember having a very clear moment with a teacher of mine who was just calling me on my shit and like going oh what i'm saying is bullshit you know like uh -huh. what i'm saying is not true and not i'm not really giving to it and i'm looking for excuses mm -hmm. and then realizing from that moment on that i needed to change like, you know, mm -hmm. I needed to not put out so much bullshit and I needed to understand mm -hmm. what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and be clear. And what I'm saying with bullshit is I mean for myself. Like, you know, I would be saying things like, oh, I can't do this because of this or, oh, you know, you're making bullshit excuses and then realizing, like, no, that's just not going to cut it for me anymore. You know, it had been made clear to me, you know. Um, I remember uh, a moment when I realized some of these things are going to sound stupid, I think, but like, um, you know. The food I eat is the energy I get out, you know, and this sounds stupid, but I remember like realizing that everything I eat is what I put back out because mm -hmm. the food that goes into me makes the energy for me to do stuff. This sounds stupid, but like, you know, so I remember like I was getting ready for a tournament and eating and being like, oh yeah, this is going to help fuel me. And I was like, all oh, my food fuels me, you know? And so like, like you know, <laughs> and I mean, that's maybe like a <clears throat> stupid life thing, but like I got it through martial arts, you know? And so, yeah. so you know, I grew up with martial arts as a constant. And so like, you know, other people I'm sure learn these things, you know, just growing up different things ways, through different yeah. ways, but like I got them through martial arts because martial arts has always been there. You know, my nights, my entire adult life have been spent in a dojo. You know, like <laughs> I don't have yeah. lots of nights that were not spent in a dojo. You know, little brief times here and there where I did this or that, but like for the most part, all of my nights of my life have been spent in a dojo. So all of my growing up things were, were done in a dojo. Yeah. You know? Um, in some I, ways, martial arts have been your parents. Yeah, in some yeah ways. I mean, in, in, in lots and lots of ways. You know, my instructors, my parents, in lots of ways. You know? Yeah. 
Um, and just like parents, you know, you, you got to realize what bullshit they gave you that you don't want and what good right, stuff right. that you've got to – they're now holding you too because you're like, you know, like, all right, you showed me the right way. I've got to do it that right way, you know? Yeah. Or you just are wrong about this and we're agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> just like parents. Yeah. Just like your parents. <laughs> I'm not going to call you on this. <laughs> well, what about specifically like Aikido moments? Like any like aha Aikido moments where you're just like – this changed the way that I see Aikido. So it, it's really funny because with all this, like, um, you know, how practical is Aikido stuff that's huge right now, um, that stuff I had a million moments with um, because that was the that was the quest I was on forever, you know? Like, so I got my black belt, and I assumed that when I got my black belt that now I just know how to do Aikido, you know? <laughs> like, so it's like, well, if someone fucks with me, I'm going to shionage them, and then I'll pin them, you know? Like, that's, yeah. that's what I kind of thought was going to happen. And then I got in a fight not long after I got my black belt, and I just did the same bullshit I'd done my whole life. So, you know, I'd been in lots of fights in my life, but it was the same stuff. And I was like, hey, look, I'm a black belt. How come I'm not doing sweet Aikido shit? You know, like, why aren't I? Did you mostly just do, like, you know, punching? Yeah, I covered my head, and I hit the guy, and I, I did the equivalent of a shitty double leg. I took him down, and I hit him in the face. You know, so, like, like that's not Aikido, right? And so, like, why didn't I do Aikido? Why did I do that same crap I did when I was a kid? You know, like, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, when, when I, when I did the dog brothers fight was the first time I saw like, oh, weapon stuff is, it, you know, there's huge, another, another know? layer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so like when I realized that, and that was, you know, all the, all the realizations I made are because I was really stupid actually, because, um, <laughs> I should have known that Aikido was weapons right. work because, because they say it comes from weapons that's exactly work, what they say. and we use all sorts of weapons right. all the time. Um, so that was a huge aha moment for me. And then you know, in the garage, um, having a fair amount of success with using it as a weapon system, and then realizing that multiple attackers, you know, like now I would say um, that an asymmetrical and symmetrical situation is different. Multiple attackers change how it's going. Then I didn't know, but I was like. Oh, I can't screw around when there's multiple people. Right. I can't right. try and wrestle and throw someone because right. I'm too slow. They'll get me, you know. So like mm -hmm. you guys, you know, when we do stuff, I would trash all of you. And then when there's multiple attackers, you guys would always right. get me. And I was like, why are they always getting me? You know, like. Right. Um. So that was another big realization that like, oh, multiple attackers is core to Aikido, and that's another duh because not only is that hugely popular in Aikido, and we talk about oh, it's a multiple attacker system all the time. Yuishiba says in his book, right. the second rule is like, always deal with multiple people. Always be ready for multiple people. Yeah. And if you read anything about his life, it's like, that's what he was super into. You know, so it's like, all this stuff is because I was dumb. But yeah, I mean, like, these are big moments for me. And that those big moments changed all of my Aikido. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, everything's geared towards this, I see. It's dumb, but it's not dumb because you have to have those realizations yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. stuff like people will tell you, repeat, repeatedly tell you something and you're like, yeah, 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 right. whatever. You don't you know? know something until you know it. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> you have to feel it and go, oh, shit, I really know this now, you right. know? Those are those, those big moments. Um, when, was there a moment when you really began to, like, when you actually felt like, all right, I am I am an instructor now, and I and I see my path, the path really super clearly, and and am headed in the right direction. So uh, I don't know like how much this stuff stacks. So I mean, maybe I still haven't truly had that moment yet. I think I have, um, but you know, when I realized it was weapons work, I was pretty clear about that. And so by the time we were done in the garage, right before I took over Aikido Fresno. 
I felt like, oh, my Aikido is very different and very much mine now. Um, and that's how I felt taking over Aikido Fresno. But Aikido Fresno kind of knocked me down a peg because I went from a very private school where there was a few guys in a garage who all enjoyed mauling each other right. and pushing each other. And could the do the stuff that we were doing sure. because, yeah. To like all of a sudden I had to deal with tiny kids and old people and all kinds of different people with different things going on, you know, people with different handicaps, all kinds of different things. And like that forced me to like open up and, and become a, be a teacher at that point as opposed to a dude who wants to do my agenda. Right, you yeah. Know? Um, and that's, I mean, that is Aikido, you know, like that is Aikido, is that adaptation, that ability to roll with the punches, you know. So um, so taking over Aikido Fresno uh, made me really realize that I had to like adapt and change what I was doing and get a different perspective because, you know, I still was in this like juvenile idea of like being Billy Badass, you know, like I had this real juvenile idea of like being the toughest dude, that's still kind of what I wanted, you know, and then realizing there's more to it than that. And so it's like, I'm not just going to have a school for people who want to be tough. Right. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's got to be something you can teach to everyone. Right. And, yeah. and that it has value for everyone. Right. right. So like, you know, I, I remember being on the phone once, uh, right after I'd taken over Aikido Fresno. And I, I remember telling the person on the phone, like, this just doesn't sound like it's for you. You know, I don't think you're going to work out. And then one of my students came in. It's like, why do you say that to people? And then, like, I was like, well, because if they don't want to come here and do this stuff and they can't do this stuff, then why should they do it? Right, right. And then I started thinking about it that myself, and I was like, that's bullshit. You know, like, that's, you know, yeah. a lesson I had learned yeah. 10 years earlier, which is It's, know, it's definitely bullshit. not a way to run a business, you right, know, right, I mean. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because I think, or I feel like that, um, well, I get, let me pose it as a question. So going from the garage and then moving into uh, the actual school, do you feel like your understanding of the techniques and, and things uh, jumped and uh, how the system itself fits together jumped because suddenly you were having to um, teach all of these different people and a lot of people who were starting at a, at a really base uh, level compared to you know the, the five of us in the garage who kind of knew – we knew the routine that was happening right. and suddenly having to do something kind of different and new. Right. Do you feel like that improved your understanding of the techniques? and? It, it really improved my ability to teach hugely. Um, as far as the fundamental techniques, I don't think it improved it that much. Maybe it gave me a little bit more of an ability to talk to them, to a, a wider group of people. Um but really improved my overall ability just to teach, just to talk and handle people and, and see all the different shit that was coming in and, and handle that stuff. Um, my Aikido kind of grew in chunks, and it, it grew, you know, I realized it was weapon stuff. I realized it was multiple attacker stuff. I realized that it's about Aiki, right? And like, and like what we call Aiki is, you know, like the ability to make a dynamic interaction between two people physically. Um, could be other ways, but that's mostly what we're hitting in Aikido. Um, and each of those things hugely changed how I geared it right, and right. how I delivered it. And so like I've constantly, you know, like I can realize that myself and then in a very short period of time I can reorganize and change myself so I'm doing things that way um, because I'm very familiar and comfortable with my body and I understand the new realization that I have. So it's, you know, in a short time I can organize myself and do that with myself. But then I'm like, yeah, how do I push people, it out to everyone else? Right? Yeah. So, and that's, and you know, I, I've really learned how to like slowly go, okay, I, I used to say this all the time, you know, I'm about two years out from the material I'm going to show you guys because, you know, like I would figure it out and I go, okay, how do I talk about this to anyone, you know? Um, <laughs> that's really interesting uh, that you say that because I've seen that just in like, you know, because I had one of the students who's just been there forever and, and, you know, there's a lot of times at the dojo where it's just me and you and, 
kicking back and forth stuff. So it's like, yeah, I see this stuff the, that two years right, before, right, right. and then it's like, oh, okay, I see what we're and, – and a lot of times it's interesting because um, it, I don't even recognize it as the thing you're doing until later going, oh, yeah, okay, now I see where he was we going. We did that that, that afternoon. Right, right. right. <laughs> So, um, so you know, it, it, it's forced me to grow. And, like, having something that I'm super dedicated to is awesome. And, you know, the pursuit of mastery, whether you ever master anything or not, because we're weird about that word, but the pursuit of mastery, I think, is something everyone should take on in their life. It doesn't matter what it is. It could yeah. be knitting or rowing a boat or building a boat in a bottle. I don't know what the hell everyone's yeah. going to. But, but pursuing mastery in a thing pushes you so hard because – you're always having to go, what is crap? What, right. what limitation am I setting for myself? Where am I being a baby and I could just grow up and get over this? You know, where am I truly limited and I've got to find a way around this thing? You know, like yeah. all kinds of things that you don't want to look at in yourself. If you choose to pursue mastery, you're going to have to look at that thing. And that's, man, that's like a really difficult, you know, because most people, uh, myself included, just happy at a level. You know, you yeah. get to that level and you're just like, uh, this good is good enough. This is yeah. This is where I'm at, and this is what's comfortable. And they, you don't necessarily want to push beyond that, you know. Um, and sometimes you'll have people who will help you, who kind of push you. Right. Uh, and that's you know we have tests and things for that in the dojo. But you know a lot of times just okay. This is this is good enough, and I want to hang out. But yeah, it's good to have someone to push you when you feel a little complacent. Well, and this is I think what I appreciate and enjoy about our dojo is. Um, the amount of work that you've done to figure everything out, um, and it's vast and it's deep, and it's so awesome because so often I feel like, oh man, I have all of this stuff that I understand about Aikido, and really, truthfully, it's like, yeah, but I only have it because you did the hard work of figuring it's it out, true. you know. It's so I feel kind of shitty about it a lot. Of, not that I didn't, <laughs> not that I, not that I didn't do a lot like my own hard work, right? But you know, it, there is a lot of um, there is a lot of work. Like I don't think people maybe even appreciate the amount of work that's go- that has that you've gone through and continue to every day. You show up at the dojo and Chris is looking at some, you know, uh, book on swords or book, you know, reading something, making a graph, putting shit on the chalkboard. You know, um, the other day he had a bunch of stuff written on the chalkboard. It was like I'm not. I can't even remember what it was, but I was like. This is definitely not for the students, you know. This is like right. this, this wasn't for, written for anyone but for Chris <laughs> to figure it, you know. Yeah, and someday it might and be for you and I. Were looking at it, and we we're like, "Oh, okay, I see where that's going. Cool. I hadn't thought of that. It's great." Anyway, and so yeah, you know, maybe however long from now, that will be something that that will be taught. But right now, I could tell it was like. <laughs> All right, I said I have some cliche questions, oh, maybe. I okay. um, well, you know, I'm like uh, if we're talking about this. Um, so, what is? Do you have any regrets in your in your time studying Aikido or martial arts? Like anything that you would have done differently, or sooner, or later that you hadn't that you hadn't done, or that you wish you no, did? No, I mean, because it all took it all took the road that it took. You know, um, I. I was joking the other day, and I said, um, I wish I could learn Aikido from me. So, <laughs> so and, uh, it, maybe that sounds like an asshole statement, but I really just wish that I could go back in time to me when I was 21 
teach him Aikido and then see what he would do with that, you know? Right, right. You right. know what I mean? Like, with that jump, right. what would he you, do with that? What you, know? you really want is someone like you to come and take classes from you, right? <laughs> yeah. So you can pass that on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, you know, and it, it's because, like, you know, certainly I've made lots of mistakes and lots of things. I was like, oh, I don't know if I needed to do that or whatever. But in the end, it all ended up contributing to, and I'm very happy with where I am now. Yeah. Know? So it all ended up contributing to it. So I don't really have any regrets that are like, you know, that sucks. Um, I don't think, I think I did a good job of balancing taking risks and taking care of my body. Because my body's 100% functional now. You know, I'm super functional. And some of my contemporaries are not as functional now uh, because they took too much abuse at different times. Um, and I'm also happy that I took the risks where I took them um, because there were some risks taken along, you know, that's like, oh, you know. I like might... physical risks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So things that could have happened to me physically that didn't, and I'm happy that turned out well. Um, but, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my balance of the risks I took to have to learn things versus the amount of damage I ended up taking because right yeah. now I'm, I'm really functional, you know. Like, yeah. I, I feel great to be 41, and I can still do all the same shit, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um your i don't know worst or you know whatever your lowest moment in aikido your you know where you maybe felt mm. the shittiest or you felt the least hopeful about your future in aikido or in the future of aikido whatever whatever you want to say about probably that. not long before i went and did mma because uh i had learned the system and i was good comparatively for the level i was at at that time in the system and it didn't didn't work in a fight to me, you know. Didn't do what I was supposed to do. I I apparently had all this training and didn't use the training when I got in a fight. Uh -huh. So I just kind of felt like, oh, you know. And I kind of thought I was leaving Aikido. You know, it never left my mind. I still went and practiced by myself in the park all the time. I still went and talked to other Aikido people. I still looked at Aikido and read about Aikido. So it's uh, I didn't really <laughs> leave Aikido, but um, I kind of thought I was because it it had let me down, you know. Yeah. You felt disappointed. Yeah, I felt disappointed. I did. It didn't let me down. I let myself down. I didn't understand what it was. You yeah. Know? Um, but even though I had been told. Um. <laughs> well, but also, were there people there that understood it? Like, just because people are telling you that doesn't necessarily mean they understand it. So, you know, you can't really necessarily maybe fault yourself for not, um, you know, catching on to something when – Probably no one else caught on to was really catching on to it either. Had you know? asked me this a few years ago, I would have said, "Oh yeah, you know," and I'm awesome because I figured all this stuff out. But but the truth That's is, now I've had enough going time, it, but... time to look at it and go like, "Oh no, lots of people have said this shit. Sure. I just didn't believe it, or I didn't listen to it, or I didn't pay enough right, attention right. to it." Because you know, going through traditional Aikido, Taito Sensei's book, um, I'm like, "Oh, he wrote all the same stuff," you know? Like, yeah. I didn't it's figure all out there. anything new. I didn't figure out anything new. Um, it's just I didn't take the time to fully grasp what he was saying. And I had to do it on my own. It's my own stubbornness or something. You know, like yeah. I had to do it on my own. And for that, I feel like it, that wasn't lost either because I really know it, you know, balls to bones. Right, now. internal. You know, like, yeah. I know Aikido. Now. Balls to bones. Uh, write balls that one down. Bones. <laughs> bones. But, um, but I mean, you know, I really know Aikido now. Um, and I couldn't have done that if I just read what someone else said. But sure. like, looking at what he said, it's like, no, it was there. I right. just chose to ignore it or not not try to understand it, you know. Okay. Uh, so next question, then what is your best, I mean, most like uh, moment maybe that you look on most fondly or your best moment or your most triumphant moment in Aikido? Um I don't know. 
happiest whatever you want to say. Top of the world, king of the mountain moment. Yeah. There were there's several good moments. Uh, Josh's black belt was good. It was like, oh yeah, you know, I got someone the black belt. I knew he was good. I was happy. You know, like that was good. That oh, was that, that was makes, that, that was makes a good me day. Cry. That was a good day. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of good moments. Like nothing that you know, like stands out as like super amazing. I mean, that was a good moment because it was just like you know there was a test and there was a party and there was, there was a know, whole like, yeah there was a whole thing about yeah it. it was awesome yeah um those are the best moments yeah but uh you know lots of good moments most of them though are like me having a realization going oh fuck right that's what that means i'm sure there, there was a lot of those yeah like you know 12 o'clock at night like reading <laughs> and then like uh, <laughs> who do i call who do Sitting what, uh, up straight in bed right, having right, a dream and going right, oh my god right <laughs> Yeah, so lots of good, lots of good moments like that. Those, those, you know, like the Dog Brothers fight. Like, you know, not long after that, going like, "Oh, you grabbed their wrist because they have a weapon." Fuck, you know, like, <laughs> right, right. like I mean, that, that, and like after realizing, making that realization, going, "Oh, it all makes so much sense now," you know, because in, in lots of ways, I'm really happy that this exists um, now because it holds me accountable as a teacher. People can just get on the internet and look up anything, you know. So you got. Right. You know, my 15-year-old students now are looking on the internet and then asking me questions like, oh, since I saw this on the internet, what does this mean? <laughs> right, you know? right, right. And it's great because it holds me accountable. It's like, okay, can I explain this to this kid and why we don't do that or do do that or why ours is different or whatever, yeah. right? Um, so that's great. But, you know, like when I was learning, it's like I didn't really know why anyone grabbed wrists for a long time. I mean, my teacher had said some shit that I didn't really like or understand or, you know. But, like, I didn't know that for a long time. So when I got that, had that realization on my own, that was like a wow yeah. So. so now then, in the present day, with what you're doing with Aikido, what's the what's your favorite thing about doing Aikido or about teaching Aikido or about having a dojo, any of that stuff? What's the, the thing that you look forward to most when you wake up this about is Aikido? The, this is kind of thing I was talking to you about the other day. Like, Aikido provides flow in my life, meaning, like, when I step on the mat, I just know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, it's effortless. It's mm -hmm. enjoyable. It's exhilarating because, like, when I step on the mat, it's just an experience. I don't have to like overly intellectualize or overly force, or it just comes so naturally and effortlessly. Like, it's flow. It's super good. All right. So, final qu final question. Right. Just looking at the time. Oh, yeah, forty two minutes. Here. <laughs> twenty years on. Twenty years from now. Looking back. Podcast episode number one, whatever it is. <laughs> Ooh, that was, that was a lot of fun. 52 times 20. <laughs> anyway. Um, 1,000. Whatever. Yeah. You know, 52 yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode so, 1,003. <laughs> um, uh, is there a vision? Do you even have a, a clue? Where, where do you think that it's all going? Where can you see it all going? Either with the, your school the, the specifically or the art in general. I... Uh, I'm a little fearful that Aikido is going to kind of get lost. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. Um, and either lost in entirety, like no one knows what Aikido is anymore, or lost in the sense of like it's just a completely different thing mm -hmm. than it once uh -huh. was. Um, some kind of crappy MMA or something. And I don't mean MMA is crappy. I just mean a crappy form of MMA. Or who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm putting my own shit on it. But for myself, like – what I want to see and what I'm kind of working on now is 
I want to do with martial arts what people started doing with math, um, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, which is like instead of it being these weird arcane sciences, just putting it all together and understanding it on a, on a single line, like what everything's good for, you know, like we know where geometry's good and algebra's good and calculus is good, and we know what all these things are. We know, and it's all under all the things. yeah. All, all under the umbrella of math, but it's like, oh yeah, maths. there's all these different ways to yeah use your maths. <laughs> um, but that's that's what that's where I'm working with martial arts now, where it's like you know I I'm kind of capping my aikido in some ways now, where it's like okay, I think this is a complete picture of aikido and what it is, and here's the limitations of aikido, and those are okay, that's acceptable. Every system's going to have it, but where does aikido fit in with everything else you know yeah, so, yeah. so now I'm kind of flipping the script like you know so I had to go outside of Aikido to understand what Aikido was then I spent the last whatever 15 years really working hard on Aikido and now I'm flipping it where it's the other way where it's like okay now I want to use Aikido to understand and where everything else comes yeah right. where all the other stuff comes in. so you would That's probably cool. then describe Aikido as your like your home base yeah, for, for all sure. the other martial arts that you were yes. studying which there are a lot <laughs> they're constantly i feel like every time it's like hey i started looking at this thing it's great <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out yeah um that's that's i feel like that's the case with a lot of people you know i think looking outward for for other students studying aikido i think if you'll take the time to ask yourself what is aikido uniquely teaching you that maybe other things aren't you know instead of trying to go like you know, what's popular right now is ground grappling. How is Aikido ground grappling? Or what's popular right now is MMA. So how is Aikido MMA? Instead of doing that, ask yourself what Aikido really wants to teach you. And I think it will teach you a bunch of stuff that you can't see otherwise. Like I think Aikido is a unique martial art. I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's ass. I think it is a rarish martial art. Like there are several systems you can look at and go like, oh, that's one of the few right. systems that teaches this. This specific system that teaches this. Right. Aikido is one of those. And if you look at it for what it truly is, it will show right. you a lot. And it's, of so stuff. in that case, it would be like a pillar art, you know. So there's like striking arts and sure, and then Aikido would be probably like in the movement. Like I don't know how you would want to describe it, but it would be one of those pillars in the larger sure context. And you know, yeah. when we're looking at martial arts right now, most martial arts are obsessed around sport. And because Aikido is not, there are a lot of benefits to that. And I, I think right now all people can see is the negatives that Aikido is not a sport, you know. And there are. Right. There are. But if you look at Aikido the way it is, you'll realize things that you can't realize in sport. Like, for example, the idea of not getting the other guy. In right. sport, it's always about getting the other guy to prove you've won. In Aikido, it's not about getting the other guy at all. And if you could grasp that concept, a lot of martial arts as a whole will open up to you. And that's why really going back to you being able to teach at your dojo anyone, that's the amazing part about it is it's for anyone. Right. You don't have to be a buff uh, young guy to right. be able to do it, right. you know? Right. And so right. being able to teach this art to anyone and, and making it work for anyone, whatever their their body type or age or whatever, like that's a strength of Aikido. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was fun. That was a good reminisce. I think there was a, no. I really think there was a lot of good stuff in there, and hopefully, people don't won't think that it's too self indulgent. But whatever, we can get away with it. This is our podcast, so start your own podcast, guys. It's not that hard. Uh. All right. Um, 
So let's go ahead and see if we can pull up our our, our Patreon. Yeah, talk uh, talk um, about something. Oh, while I'm doing that. in the meantime, I'll thank do... you to all our foreign <laughs> yeah. listeners um, and listeners in the United States. Um, it's actually really exciting because every time when I look at you know where people are listening to us, like you see these weird places like Argentina. Oh, a bunch of people in Argentina. Just That's not a weird or, place. That's someone's no, home. I'm going to say it's weird. <laughs> weird, weird. You know, it's neat to see that you out know, of we're reaching out to, to that place. Right, you know, right. Like it's far away, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's really neat to see uh, different listeners. And I would say uh, to all of those people uh, who are listening, if you have an idea, something you want to hear us talk about, something that we touched on, maybe didn't go deep enough into, something that we went too deep into and you wish we hadn't. Please let us know. I mean, one of the things we like is the interaction that we have with, with our listeners. Um, and so if you have topic ideas, you want to hear us, maybe there's something that – some piece of Aikido you don't fully understand that you think maybe we have a grasp on. Um, or, do, or maybe, maybe you think we're dumbass yeah. about something, man. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let us know, um, and and we would really uh, appreciate that. And and obviously, you can find us on all the social media, um, Aikido of Fresno, Aikido Discussed. If you just do some searching around, you should be able to find us. So um, we're looking into I our an ugly face, like you said, I real Uh oh. I don't know if they changed the format oh, of this. Oh, no. Oh, I, no. I'm looking for it, and I'm just like, okay. It's the so she's looking I... for our, our patrons. We do, you know. Wow. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that we have uh, several patrons who have very nicely uh, donated money to make sure that we can, can do this. I can just add a thing on later. I'll just I'll pull Okay. I feel like I could probably memorize the names, but I'm afraid that if yeah, I say them, forget one. I don't want to forget them. Um, so thank you. I'm sure, Chris, please add yeah. those later in post. Um, in post. In post. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think they changed the format of this slightly, and I'm okay. think Yeah, I'm confused. Um. <laughs> Doesn't just happen to old people. I yeah, like right, right, right. She's Changing the youngest the one here. Formatting can affect all of us. <laughs> <laughs> they right. constantly do it. So thank you so much to our Patreons. Um, we really appreciate uh, your continued support. And just to all of our listeners for, yeah. li- for, for listening. For listening. Um, we're just rambling over here, so it's nice yeah, to, it's to know now. that it's almost 15 minutes. someone's here. We, we love you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys.